0: For everyone who is just getting here, welcome to our one of the Burrito Dows weekly artist interviews with Rika. We are extremely happy to have her here. She is a wonderful artist. I'm a big fan of your pieces on the black paper specifically. I always think that technique is super impressive, the way you build up your colored pencils in that way. Um, we are going to be asking her some questions. This is an interview that will be recorded and posted on our um YouTube channel at a later date. We will also have this available on uh, Spotify and Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. We will also have this available in our Twitter archive if you miss any part of this interview. So again, there are many things that we know you guys could be doing out there in the world and we're very grateful that you are spending your time with us tonight. So without further ado, Rika, would you mind telling us a little bit about yourself and describe what you do and maybe how
1: you got here?
2: Sure, that was such a nice introduction ready, so I'm just literally like like my smile is so big, my teeth is hurting. um <laughs>
0: thank you, you know I mean, I just I want people to feel like this is a comfortable space for them to be able to present themselves and and talk about their artwork, so I feel like the environment should be very friendly,
2: sure, absolutely my name's Rika, I'm a fine artist from London. I use specifically pencils. That's been my baby. That's yeah. That's pretty much what I do. Um, I just wanted to quickly say hi to some of my friends in the crowd: JT, Ness, Miyagi, Kai, uh, and everyone else. Thank you so much for taking out of your day to come and listen to me. Um, But yeah, so I live in London. Um, Art. I've been an artist for. I would say 10 years now um I did it part-time for about six eight and then in the last year so now it would be officially year. I've been doing it uh full-time and um yeah I've been in the web three space for a year I'm still finding my feet I'm still meeting lots of like different art communities meeting lots of different people and it is yeah it has been a journey it has definitely been a journey
0: yeah. Um, would you mind telling us a little bit about maybe uh, your journey before art, if it wasn't always part of your life? Like you said that you've only been doing this ten years. Um, what was your life before art, and what made you get into it?
2: Okay, sure. I'm gonna try and keep this kind of like short and sweet because the thing is, like, <laughs> there's so many layers to me, and I've only come to a full understanding, like, as in like this year. So prior to going into art full time, I was a prosthetic engineer and I got into the industry around around like 2018, 2019. I actually went to university and I studied it for three years. I trained for one. Um, A lot of people kind of asked me, like, how the hell did you get into that industry? I didn't even know that there was anything for it. Uh, It was as simple as a Google search. Like I was in my so I think in America they call it like senior high school or whatever year so this is when I was like age 16 17 and I was like okay I don't want to be a doctor because I don't want to spend 11 years in education I'm really good at science I really love biology and physics (laughs) so what could I do and also I was an artist like that's been something I've been my whole life like it was something I loved in school but you know how it was like you know back in the day and pretty much up until now it's not really a respected job so I was like okay what can I do that's kind of cool and I feel like I would enjoy and I googled and prosthetics came up and then another thing came up called orthotics and yeah so basically I found uh, so there's only two universities in the in the UK that done it and I wanted to be as close as so I wanted to be as close to home as possible so I went to Manchester which is like a couple hours from London and And it was a really great experience, like, you know, learning about amputees. It's just, it's such a, such a secret world, but it's not like, unless maybe you have a family member who's lost a limb or, I don't know, maybe you have some like, like a particular interest, then you won't really ever know much about the industry. Uh, I could talk about it for hours because it's a passion and I worked in it but I'll save that for another day <laughs> so yeah I done that for about three years it was really good I was in a team of six like literally we would so like the main part of my job was to actually see patients um and it could be a, a, a child it could be an old lady it could be you know literally like anyone and I would help to basically assess them help get them an arm or a leg uh, put them through rehab, so it would be like physiotherapists teach them how to walk again, teach them how to use their arms and legs. Yeah, it's, it was such it was such a cool thing. And um, what had basically happened was COVID came, um, that affected the the whole healthcare system worldwide, not just in the UK. And it was just a really unfortunate situation that where I was working was becoming overwhelming. My mental health was crippling, and it was me basically it was my life <laughs> or me staying at that job and it was really sad I had to kind of you know walk away from it uh, I really miss my patients because the thing about that job is your relationship with your patients is, is literally like lifelong it's a lifelong relationship unless your patient ends up moving like literally like so f- basically if I'm seeing a child as long as I work there, I'll be the same person seeing that child when they're 15, 16. I could see them when they're 20, 21. Like, they will always be my patient unless I move or they move. So it was kind of sad because not only really am I leaving the job, I'm leaving my patients. But I know that they're in perfect hands. The person who took over my role, me and him, actually graduated together. So that was super awesome. And um, literally towards like the end of 2021, there was this massive inclination that I needed to spend a bit more time on my art. Because the thing is like I had already started kind of doing it. So towards the end of university, I got I kind of registered it as a as a business and I started taking personal commissions. So it would be like black and white hyper realism portraits. That was what I was known for. And it started on Facebook and I just started growing from there. And people were coming to me for weddings, for burials, for birthdays, for Valentine's Day and I kind of knew that I was at a comfortable point that if I did leave my healthcare job I will be okay and I just yeah I felt like I wasn't in 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 my purpose anymore and I had to kind of move into the next step even though I knew that I would always return I knew that I would come back differently so yeah, it was one of those ones whereby like literally as I was counting down my days because I had to work like a three like a three month notice which is ridiculous <laughs> but anyways during that point I discovered NFTs and then I was I was onboarded by um, a project called Onagi and I met literally like a couple of people in the crowd so we got JT I met uh, Boss 2.0 and um, yeah quite like uh, quite a few others as well and literally they were helping me like count down my days till I left my job it was so awesome because it's like wow like I'm finding this NFT thing and like I'm about to start a new chapter of my life and it just blended in so perfectly and yeah they've been literally they've, they've been championing me since I left my job I'm now fully in, in in the in the art industry it's been great and web3 has like definitely helped my confidence I have met so many people in about a year it's crazy because things Move like three times as fast than real time, so I feel like I've been web th- like, like I feel like I've I've, I've like l- like I've been in web three for like years, but it's only been like a year. So um yeah, I hope I summarized my my past life <laughs> to the best of my ability. But Rika, think-
0: that is. <laughs> seriously that i'm so glad that like i didn't look that deep into like your story before this because i was not expecting to hear that you were a prosthetic engineer that is such a niche thing to have decided to go into and to it have stemmed from just a google search is so crazy and i i am just it's such a cool journey like i'm i'm not a, like a true loss for words because i'm obviously trying to think of what to say next and i have so many questions but like i'm definitely blown away that that was like the the path that you've taken to get here um does what like do you think that what you were do like do you think that you wouldn't have been driven to enter this creative period of your life had it not been for this job 100%
2: Definitely, because it pulled me out of my comfort zone. Uh, It was a very, like, you know, it it was one of those jobs whereby you have to be some sort of artsy, creative person because you can see some really unusual cases of patients. Like, it might take you just gluing and patching a certain part of their leg and you've literally just changed their lives kind of thing. So I do definitely feel that it did help drive me to the next stage, 100%.
0: Wow, that is uh, that is amazing. And I've I've actually experienced um, a degree of like prosthetics in my life because one of my best friends his his cousin uh, had his leg amputated rather early on in his life. And he had one of the procedures where he still had his foot um and the prosthetic process was just always so interesting when he would come over and be like check out my leg and he would just like hit it and stuff like he was always it was always so like interesting that the spirit that he had towards it so it's a very interesting um realm of like people still showing like their humanity while attaching themselves to like something that's like not themselves at the same time like it's a very interesting relationship that these people form with their prosthetics so to know that it's like a lifelong bonding process to the people who also provide them with it is very interesting all right sorry let me uh let's switch gears here and let's talk more about art because as as much as i could talk um about that for a very long time i think we did we did bring you here to talk about your art which is something that i'm also a huge fan of so colored pencils is obviously your preferred medium um what would you say draws you to that over anything else like is it the control is it the effect is it the like the finished product what is it about colored pencils that that feels most right to you
2: sure that's so funny the fact that you say that because actually (laughs) black and white pencils are my original og like that is my That is home. That is, like, really comfortable for me. But I've actually forced myself out of that, that, like, comfort zone to now use coloured pencils, and I'm really enjoying it. Um, In terms of... So what I actually prefer at the moment is how much vividness coloured pencils get. Because black and white, it could take me weeks. It could take me a month or so just to build up a layer of the face. And colored pencils, because like the, the, so basically the ones I use are super like, like creamy, they're like waxy, they're a lot easier to blend, they're super fun, like I could draw anything if I'm being honest, you know, like, like if I wanted to draw a car, I knew that I could do it in like a couple of hours, maybe two days, whereas if I'm drawing a human face because it's so intricate, it could take me a couple of days. So I'm really enjoying these colored pieces because they actually take me half the time to do. And I'm drawing things I've never drawn before. Uh, so at the moment, yes, you're right. It is of preference. But actually, black and white pencils is hope.
0: Well, I was going to say, I mean, colored pencils, black and white pencils, you know, it's it's still in the same wheelhouse. It's not like you're going colored pencils and painting. It's like.
3: Very, right, true. It's, it's, Very
0: true. So <laughs> I, I I think that what you're describing is like you really enjoy like the 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 texture and the ability to build up the layers and like the velvetiness of of transferring those those tones together as you you build up the layers and you see it come to life and that vividness against the contrast of the paper really is amazing that was one of the main reasons why like I I was very drawn to your work uh to begin with
2: thank you very much and yeah I feel like black paper a lot of artists shy from it because it's just like super like like a negative space and once you make a mistake on black paper it's very difficult to hide unless like you're going to draw over it you can't really like erase it properly so it then What it's also helped me with is like, like freestyling, because initially what I would do if I'm taking like, like uh, private commissions, I don't have the time to be like grid scaling a drawing because that can take two days. So what I do, I trace the outline of faces and I map that out on the paper and then I can spend all, you know, like uh, all the rest of my time shading, which is the like heaviest part of the of, of, of the drawing. But with black paper, it's a whole freestyling game. So it's really difficult because that's once again taking me out of my comfort zone. But I'm I'm really keen to kind of train myself to start, you know, doing other skills. And honestly, if I'm quite honest, Web3 was probably one of the one of the main places that actually helped me come out of my of my comfort zone because I was seeing so many artists like doing different styles. I'm seeing artists go from pencil artists to like digital. Um, But I kind of felt like I wanted to build on the skill that, like, I was familiar with and see if I can kind of try and use other tools similar to what I use. So, you know, like you said, that normal pencils are kind of in the same breath as colored pencils. So who knows what's going to come next?
0: I was going to say, I just, it, it just came to me that it would be really cool if you, like, maybe even cut out some of the images that you make with, like, an exacto blade and did some sort of collage because... a lot of your pieces are standalone on the paper so to see you incorporate them into like a a scene or an arrangement would be really powerful
2: it is so interesting that you said that the other day i was like rika you got all these individual small colorful drawings like one, I can't sell them on their own because there's so much negative space around. It's just all black. <laughs> and I was thinking, okay, can I cut it out? Oh, no, but if I if I cut it out, it's going to look a bit tacky. So, yeah, maybe using some sort of blade and making it really precise and I could put it on a massive collage. So I'm, I'm kind of seeing that I'm going to have lots of individual drawings very soon from this, you know, like throwback 90s collection that I've been working on. And I think that maybe, just maybe, I might just get like a massive board and then start kind of like, like collaging everything together and just see what I come up with. But I think that that would be a good idea because right now I'm just piling up pages and it's getting on my nerves because I can't do anything with it.
0: I'm very familiar with that overwhelming feeling of, of just having so many like single assets. I, I draw very similarly where I just really like focusing on a character or a single object or something of study. And I, I backgrounds, I'm like usually I've lost interest by then because my ADHD is so bad. I'm like, all right, I got the thing that I wanted to draw done, but I don't wanna I don't really care about doing the rest of it now but you know a, a good use of that is collage because you have all those individual assets and if they are so thematically related that helps it even more and i think like all of the use of color that you have in your work and like there's a lot of really powerful blues in this collection already like and, and the pinks and stuff like i just think there will be a really cohesive look um as you decide to like go forward with that approach um and that that's actually going to bring me to my next question when you approach a new piece do you approach it from a standpoint of feeling or do you approach it from a standpoint of an idea like are you someone who is uh more methodic based or more emotions based
2: hmm that is a very good question it really depends um so my current body of work which is like the uh, so, for instance, my, like, Furby piece, the, like, Tamagotchi and all the others, that is more, I want to say emotion, more from, I don't know, maybe because I'm, I don't know. <laughs> I would say that a lot of it's coming from my, like, memories. so I don't know whether, yes, maybe I could say that, like, it is me kind of looking at it from, like, an emotional standpoint, but I would say is I'm kind of trying to be a bit, like, like you know, strategic. Like, I'm trying to bring out memories that I feel that like everybody else can also relate to. Because I know I have a lot of memories. So, like, every time I've I've, I've kind of thought of, a, of, of, like, an idea, I'll kind of think, hmm, was this something which, like, a lot of 90s kids kind of, like, related to? And I'll do a bit of my research. Or I'll ask my, like, siblings. And they'll be like, yeah, 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 do this one next, do this one next. So, actually, my, my brothers and sisters have been helping me a lot. <laughs> because i'm like mid-90s i'm kind of on the late end so like a lot of my like major childhood experience would have been like early early 2000s but i'm
0: technically a 90s kid
2: right right (laughs) so my brothers were they were like super gamers like you know they had all the early super nintendos game boys troll toys like they are the ones definitely also helping to give me some inspiration and I'll be like oh my god I remember that like you used to have that in your room and it's just sparking so many happy memories because we'll start from that conversation and it'll literally bring us on to us like laughing about you know things that happened in our childhood so some of my pieces are definitely also sparked from how I feel I don't share all of those. I do have pieces of work that people have never seen before, and I do. Know I'm gonna keep it that way um, because it's probably me expressing things that I can't express with my words, and maybe one day I'll share it. But I feel that as an artist, that is something really like vulnerable to do—kind of share how you feel <laughs> to the world. Some people, you know, they are free and enjoy that, and 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 I really commend them. But it's something that I'm not the best at doing, or like the most comfortable.
0: You know, you you uh, you you brought you brought something up that uh, well, one obviously nostalgia is a very powerful drug. Um, that's something I think everyone can relate to. Um, but two, you bring up the oh man, the thought just totally left my brain. Oh god, it happens once a space. There's always one thing that I always forget. Oh man, Rika, would you mind just just saying like the last five seconds, like the last sentence? Sure. Thank you.
2: Take your time. So I was saying that how some artists are great at showing oh, their emotions I remember, I remember. through their work. Right? <laughs> okay, all right. You you brought up the point of having art that you don't share with
0: uh like the public or, or the the bulk of your audience because it's more personal or more private. I think that that is something that is super important for every artist to have because I do believe that like we all need to detach from the mindset of like every single thing that we do needs to directly lead to monetization. So to have that like mindset already like in you is very healthy and I think that that is something that like Every artist should make sure that um, they take home with them because there's no more important relationship than you and your art. And if you and if the only relationship between you and your art is you use your art to make money, it's going to become way more stressful and way less authentic. So always make sure that there's some art that you're creating that's just for yourself and you don't put any pressure on it to be anything. and You only show it to the people that you want to. Sorry, that was uh, that. That was that's always a very important point. Um, I, I guess we can we can pivot a little bit uh, here now and and talk about uh, since you have been involved in Web three for like a year. What are some of the specific challenges that you face that you've either seen improve
2: or maybe even get worse? Oh, I have a list ready. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Let's try and uh, I'm 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 always trying to just get to the point. Um, so let's start with the uh, positives. I have seen communities grow stronger for artists, which is great. Um, whether artists like to admit it or not, support system is so important to us. It really is, and I feel like that's why a lot of us sometimes struggle with imposter syndrome in this space because we want to be reassured. We want to know that people have our backs. We want to know that people enjoy what we do. Um. I would also say another nice thing to see is the kind of flip side. So, like, when I first got into the space, it was super PFP heavy. And I was like, "Um, I don't fit in here. <laughs> because, one, I don't do digital art. And, two, I cannot, I don't think I'll ever be able to, to make a 10K project with pencil drawings. That's just not going to happen. It really isn't. So, when I found a few more one-of-one art art like communities which wasn't till like last summer I would say it was super exciting because it's like oh. this was like home like, I've met people like me like that 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 is really important to me to find other artists who you know even if if they don't necessarily do pencil drawings that's fine but I just want to be able to to like relate you know so those are like two of the top things that I really like now some negatives
0: <laughs> oh that was a short list <laughs>
2: <laughs> I know <laughs> but um yeah in general anyways for me those those are some some of the top two things as well as also I would say my like confidence has definitely got up um because I have been around so many other other like inspirational people and artists as well but negatives is there is a unrealistic work ethic in this space right whereby whether you're an artist you're a you're a marketer you're like like a community manager i feel like there's so much pressure being put on everybody to be present in this space uh, and literally i saw a video by someone in the space like a few days ago it was a guy on, on a podcast and he said it so well he said the nft space is heading towards a really major mental health crisis and i was like bam he is so right And, like, nobody's going to actually talk about it, because at the end of the day, we're all here according to our own free will. Even though I feel like there's so many things that's happened that I can't wait till people start writing about these things in, like, in, like, newspapers, because the Web3 space is so secret, but then it's not. Like, it's out there for everyone to see. But, like, you won't really understand it until you're in the circle. So, like, to everybody else... They are completely blind about what goes on with us, <laughs> honestly. They have no clue, and it's so interesting. But like Web3 moves so fast, and this FOMO thing just gets worse by the day. Like, there's always something new going on. People want to jump on it, people want to stay relevant, people want to stay involved, and I get it. But sustainability-wise, I don't know what's gonna happen. We cannot survive this way. It's not it's nobody's gonna last long in this space based on living on FOMO and stuff so that's something that that like really bothers me is the amount of like mental health crises that I've seen so far I know people who have left they've just stopped showing up like literally they're like their like Twitter profile hasn't been active since last year July 2022 you know um it's quite sad but it is what it is and I try to stay positive just because I'm lucky to be around so many warm-hearted positive people you know Onaji fam I got a couple of my friends here like I said Burrito Dow is definitely another community that I've seen that like you guys are just super super positive and it's not from from like a toxic positivity angle it's like you guys stay true to yourselves like, I do like going in spaces and talking to people and they're being humans <laughs> like people are making laughs you know people are having jokes I feel like that healthy balance is so important in this space. And my last dislike, and I'm going to be speaking about it a lot more openly, I feel like I am the person who tries to be neutral. Rika likes to play, play like like a diplomat. I want to stay cool. I don't want problems. I don't want to create controversy. But I am not happy with the level of support women are getting in this space. That is hands down. Like I feel like it's really becoming really apparent I used to hear it before, but I didn't used to see it as much as I'm seeing it now. And it is really, really bothering me because I see so many talented women in this space that are overlooked or maybe even have people who are trying to support them. But it's like, it's almost like it's not enough. And, you know, I do feel like I've always come from a standpoint, even prior to Web3, that I have to be resilient. I have to be self-aware. I know that what I do is because I love it. And I want everybody else to feel that way as well. But I would really like more support for women artists, not just myself. Like, I, there's just so many women I see doing such amazing things. And their engine is is dying out. Their steam is is literally leaving because they're like, I'm tired. Like, I'm, I'm here every day. I'm showing up. I'm, I'm pouring out my heart. And nobody cares. Or, you know, like like, their work isn't really selling and so on and so forth. And I don't know how I can change that. And maybe I shouldn't put that, that pressure on myself. But I'm trying to figure it out. If nobody else is trying to figure it out, I'm trying to figure it out. So, yeah, that's my list.
0: I would say that is a very solid list. I would also say that um, I agree with you. I think that um, also on top of just everything that women have to deal with in general, it is exhausting to always feel like you have to work twice as hard to get your work noticed, regardless of the quality of it. Um, And I do think that we need to see more support towards women artists in the space or just in general, better curation of people who are trying to find women in the space. I think there are, A lot of people that artists kind of associate with certain identities right out of the gate. And it's like people try to continually bring them around or use them for certain talking points and stuff like that. And I think that there just needs to be a much wider curation and or a wider net cast when it comes to curation, because more people should be considered and specifically women in this uh, instance. Do you have any specific ideas in mind as to improve this? Are there any things that you feel are specifically lacking that could be directly improved upon?
2: Oh, that's a good question. Um, hmm. I feel like like a creation is is definitely a a major one. Maybe more like a women as well who are maybe like involved in that, just to also help to like create comfortability. Like I don't want this space to be like a women versus men, or you know, BIPOC versus everybody else, or like you know, I'm hoping that that with time everybody will have a equal chance as well as a equitable space. Like I feel like everybody is kind of screaming, you know, like like uh, because I don't know. I feel like I feel like I've been hearing that how okay, so women are, are like complaining the fact that they're not getting noticed as much and maybe it's, it's, it's because of their styles and very strange comments I have seen. And I feel like, no, it has, it has, like it has nothing to, to like do with that. I've seen women who have amazing quality, very versatile styles. I feel like also there is a massive lack of like female collectors in this space as well. Like, I don't know, Web3 is very male dominated in general so that that so like naturally you know I'm gonna see I feel like like it's only natural the fact that you know I don't know male artists are, are, are like doing better it is a very a very tricky one I don't have the answers but I feel like I I, I, I don't know I feel like currently I am trying to make a, a conscious effort to to like support women where I can I don't have the funds to be buying up everybody's work, but anytime I I make a sale, I do try to recycle it back into the ecosystem. And this is what I'm saying long-term, this is not going to be sustainable because I, I am a full-time artist. I can't, I still have my own responsibilities, but it's just the fact that I can see that there's such a major, like, like a disparity between sales from both sides or just general support. So for me, it's just retweeting, um... Also, I was in a group as well. So I, I think literally some of them are like in the space right now. Miyagi, um, I would, yeah, let me, let me mention Miyagi. But yeah, we were talking about um, trying to like advocate for like artists in general. So this is not just women. And I feel like it's a good habit if, you know, maybe we can like post up someone one day. So it can be like another female artist. And I'm talking about how great her like work is. I'll I'll make a thread. I will show people where to get her Her work now. This might be draining to do all the time, but that is just a start. And it's me just trying to make other other women feel more like a reassured. That's just yeah. That's just one of my examples. I don't know how much of an impact that's gonna make long term, but I feel like some you know those things as simple as that can can definitely help to like boost confidence uh, uh, to help boost confidence. Or if you have the money buy something buy something cheap if they have something for cheap that also helps so sorry i hope that i answered your question i'm so so... (laughs) no need to
0: apologize i was also gonna add to that like also just like do your own research like if you really want to like find like new artists and stuff like go to your favorite artists and look through who they're following go to like people that or like um just Look at hashtags even. I know that that seems like so primitive and archaic at this point, but like look up like relevant things to the art that you like. Start learning the terms that are more associated with the art that like you resonate with and try to find people that are creating that maybe – aren't getting the amount of attention that they deserve and they're selling their work for a really low price and like you have the opportunity to like completely change their week by like buying one of their really cheaply listed pieces it's it's crazy how quickly you can turn someone's life around as a collector if you just do a little bit of research instead of like buying into someone who already has enough like of an ecosystem to completely sustain themselves regardless of what they drop
2: I 100% agree. Sorry, I am I feel like I'm so, like, like passionate about this subject that I'm getting hot.
0: Are you apologizing <laughs> for being passionate?
2: No, yeah. Stop. Lost I Don't am fine that. my... That's what we want. <laughs>
0: we want the passion. <laughs> we want to hear what you care about.
2: Right. I agree. I agree. But, yeah, there's just so many layers to it, I feel that I could sit here all day and unpack and that's just because I have been observing so recently I've just been sitting back and watching because I don't like to make assumptions I don't like to carry other people's opinions so these are things that I have seen myself I am bothered about it and I can only do what I can I can't force other people to also support if if they don't want to but I can see how much of a difference it's made just doing simple things like retweeting and commenting and reassuring letting people know how amazing their work is um yeah i can just tell how that that can just help somebody as simple as just saying that this is gorgeous this is beautiful keep on doing what what you're doing and when i have these if i can i will pick something up if not i can also also guys tezos tezos is like that is such a great p- like like place to to like collect super super cheap art and there's actually a lot of artists on it and i have gone on and i have found so many artists i've never heard of before and i've just you know like picked up a piece just because i've liked it so that's another place if you don't have the money to to, to like specifically help help to like support an artist Try and see if they have a a Tezos, because that's that's also somewhere where you can collect some great art.
0: Tezos most definitely is a great place where you can collect great art. Uh, Just for a little reset recap purposes here, I just want to say thank you to everyone who's tuning in to our artist uh, interview with Rika here this evening. It has been absolutely wonderful so far. If you have missed any part of this interview, you will be able to check it out on our Twitter archive, uh, anywhere you get your podcast, whether it be Spotify, Apple, or what have you. And it will be available, uploaded on our YouTube channel at a later date. So whatever is the most convenient method for you to catch up where you missed, please feel free to do so. This has been a wonderful conversation and it is going to continue. Um, Rika, would you want to open it up to request at any point um we got about 20 minutes left we usually save for about the last 10 but if you're feeling it since we reset a little bit late it's up to you
2: yeah sure that would be great if anybody wants to come up ask anything feel free make any comments
0: if anybody wants to come on up feel free to request got a lot of friends down there always happy to include you guys in the conversation if you have any questions feel free to ask Um, i definitely have more questions so I'm I'm just gonna keep going, but if oh we got uh we got a request from Ness from Ness. Let me bring them up real quick. Hi Ness. Hi Kai. Thanks for coming up, guys.
4: Hello, can you hear me? Yes we can. Okay. Hi. Um. First of all, hi Rika. How are you? Um. I wanted to say thank you. Thank you for highlighting Rika because she definitely deserves it. Um. Super talented. Super genuine. Just super honest. Um. And it's been amazing just getting to know you and calling you a friend in this space. So yeah.
1: Oh, that was so
4: oh. nice.
2: Yeah. Air Cyborg, thanks girl I love you <laughs> also
4: I'll just add this um I Rika like made me like super bullish just in general about being an artist and a nerd like a, a few months ago whenever you started like embracing AI art like you already know how I felt about that like seeing someone who's completely like a traditional artist and even myself coming from you know traditional artist background like seeing you being able to incorporate new new technology and like use it in your own way to either gather like reference images or inspiration for yourself or just incorporating it into your process embracing like a technological advancement it was inspiring for me and to me it marked like the beginning of this like new age of technology and digital renaissance so I just thought it was really cool too
2: oh thanks friend i'll definitely say that the whole ai group like you 3d jt miyagi boss i could go on man but you guys would definitely helped to like bring me out of my comfort zone that's what this whole web 3 experience has been for rika coming out of her like comfort zone honestly guys i shock myself like i do things and i'm like wow (laughs) is that me like so, yeah. It has been great getting to know you and also calling you a friend. So thanks.
1: Is it my turn? May May I speak?
0: Yeah, Kai, it's definitely your turn. You You are at liberty to ask your question.
1: Okay. Okay. Um. <clears throat> Hi, Rika. Um. Big fan. Um. I'm sweating right now. I'm trying to make sure i don't fuck this up um so you know big fan again let me just say that i love everything you do you're mad talented great steady hand you know i can tell you really put love and dedication in your craft um i wanted to know how long have you been you know drawing let's say techniques um devoting your life into the craft and if there's like a way you could tell someone who wanted to start drawing what would be like some exercises to do big fan by the way i just i don't know if i said that or not
2: (laughs) kai is so smooth guys like i was in the space yesterday with Faith, and i was like he is so smooth and he's come back with that again today but i am ready for it so that's okay (laughs) <laughs> but thank you so much Kai and um, so I was saying earlier on that I have been a artist for 10 years so in terms of pencil art because before that I was doing anime or like manga style art funny enough and I used to use colour but I feel like every other kid used to kind of start off with colour and I was really into manga and stuff and maybe that's just because of my, my, my brothers were into comics and games and it wasn't until I hit 16 so, actually, no, it's now been more than 10 years because I am 27. So, it's been 11 years. And it wasn't until that, like, turning point, I was like, I just want to draw a pencil because it looks super, super cool. And honestly, guys, I I, I feel like I need to post more of my throwback so that you guys can laugh and be like, how the hell did she get from there to there? I just, I just love doing it so that I can show everybody that. You can always start from somewhere and you will get to the next place if you stay consistent. Like, Faith consistency hard work those are my three keywords that just help me just in literally everything in life and I feel like consistency has been the main thing that just helps me to keep getting better and better and better and I always end up like I said earlier sometimes I do things and I'm like how how and that's why I believe that what I do is very spiritual me and my drawings me and that's why I have such a very strong relationship with my pencils and I'm super defensive over them because when I pick them up and I go into my mode and I start doing what I'm doing I start shading and I'm there for hours it's like an outer body experience nobody else around me matters I'm not thirsty I'm not hungry I'm not tired I can be up until 3am at night and then literally I'm just going at it till I'm done because I am fully connecting with what I'm doing. If I'm listening to music, which also... Music is another major thing. And I think that's another another conversation for another day. But music can really help to boost my mood when I'm drawing and can even make me produce something even better. So yeah, my, my major advice to artists is keep it up, be consistent. You might draw something one day and you think it's crap don't throw it out look at i would say study it and be like okay what do i want to like change about this what what would i want to like look better and do your research you can go to google and be like all right how can i draw black hair with charcoal pencil and there's a whole like what 30 10 minute video which which if you do spend your time sit down use the 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 right tools and trial and error and what i found is i'm now finding my own techniques so you know, I might have started off from reading books and being on YouTube, um, helping me with certain things. But a lot of it was trial and error. I just tried something out, and I was like, "Damn, this looks real!" <laughs> and I'll try that technique again, and I'll try it again, and yeah. So that's that's my advice. Damn,
1: no, I feel that shit, man, for real. Thank you, <laughs> thank you for answering my questions. Um, again, you're a great, you're a great being, man. Great artist. Um, you inspire people to be better, and. For me, I, I couldn't ask for somebody to be better or, or to do any more than what they're doing. So thank you. Um yeah, if if you guys could put me back down there, you know, I just want to listen. Man.
0: Yeah, I got you. I can I can slide you back down this time, Kai. Appreciate you coming up. You're you're such a sweetie pie.
2: Shout out
1: Kai for a, a legend.
2: Thanks, Kai. I told you guys, he's smooth. He's smooth. He he knows what he does.
0: He does. He he comes up and he's he's just so nice to everyone. It's, it's a very it's a very nefarious plan. But I just want to say hi, Val. Hi, Soul. Thank you guys for coming up. Uh, Val, you're up first, Soul. You can go up next.
5: Yeah, I just want to say I've been loving space. I appreciate. I think I followed Rika on my other account. Uh, I'm pretty sure people cannot keep up, but. Um, I didn't have a specific question, just appreciation to her story, because I didn't know about her background, but I've also seen her in the community and in a timeline for like a while, and just acknowledgement to also being women in space and the things that you were saying, and this shit is like in 4k, like it's super weird, Um, especially like, like people make it a thing to like look at you different if you speak out on is- on issues too and stuff like that because they associate that with your brand. So, like, it's really hard. Um, it's really hard, like, doing both. And it's something that I haven't figured out. I also don't even stress myself out uh, at it anymore. I've learned how to manipulate men. Um, I-, I would recommend doing that. Uh, it works. <laughs> but, like, um, I'm lying. I'm lying. I don't. I don't do any of those nefarious things. Um, yeah, whatever, yeah.
0: Val.
5: Yeah, whatever. <laughs> but yeah, I I hope it gets better. But I also kind of just like mm, I think we just need to have like a a race war or like a gender war and just burn this shit down and start over. First, personally. Wow, what the hell? <laughs> oh, um, I wasn't supposed to say that on the recording. Sorry, but yeah, yeah. Shout out to women. Love
2: that.
0: <laughs> Same. Shout out women. We love y'all. <laughs>
2: Wow, mic drop. Um, thanks, pal. <laughs> I like I said, I try to play um a diplomat and I'm actually really tired of it now. Um, I feel like for everybody else's mental health um um a preservation, I would say, you know, you could only try to, to like stay positive, right? So rather than sitting there complaining being upset and angry about it it's all about trying to help and make that change and that is where i'm at right um because sometimes just like sitting back can also be draining because it's like oh my god like you said this is in 4k and i'm just sitting here and and i'm just taking it and i've definitely gotten to that to that stage whereby i don't really care what what anybody else feels i need to i i want to represent if like nobody else wants to you know um so i am going to make a conscious effort like i said earlier on to make women feel better in this space however i can you know um i don't have the exact answers right now but i am definitely going to find them soon so thanks for coming up and i'll i'll also be a follow you
0: jt welcome up and val thank you also for coming up I'm very happy to have you here. Oh, you already jumped back down to, to listener. Well, you could have stayed up for a little while. But uh, thank you. Thank you so much uh, for your contribution. Appreciate it. And so I believe you did have the floor, though.
3: I was saying Val, but uh, Val went left on me and I was like, oh, wait, hold on. <laughs> Not quite the same. Uh, but I do want to give Rika her flowers. Because honestly, it's, it's partially my fault for always gearing towards the male places of the spaces because of my trauma with the women in my life, but we're, we're healing. But to hear Rika comes in spaces, I'm like, ready, like, (laughs) everybody be quiet. (laughs) Rika speaking, because honestly, you're showing an authentic way of going about being an artist as a woman, because I feel like as women, we come into these spaces and you know, there are men are impasse, but we have that like shock factor of like, oh, feeling everybody's feelings and like, how do we support? Is there, there's a right way of doing it, wrong way? There's none of those ways, but we kind of get bombarded with that. So when Rika speaks, I'm like, okay, get a note, pa- a note and paper, how to say this genuinely without getting scared if somebody get offended or and she just presents her her way of being who she is into the spaces and honestly I wanted to give you your flowers because you are doing what you're saying you're doing you're inspiring women to come into these spaces and feel comfortable you know I'm no longer like shaky when I speak (laughs) you know I'm no longer like oh what are they thinking about me because honestly Rico you bring a presence of like look we're here (laughs) It's, it's good to be here. Y'all don't come bombard us. We're just here. you got to understand where we're coming from. So I, I I need that. So every time I see that you have a space and you're speaking and I'm like, yes, got to go in there. I need you to know that because, honestly, you are bringing what you're saying um, to the women um, in these spaces because there's no way I would be as confident if I didn't hear from you um, a good job or that's nice soul. That's awesome. So or, uh, simply like I'm like, oh, you and Ness really bring that life to me um, not trying to negate any male in the space all my peoples but it really does mean so much more um when you guys like my stuff because I'm like yes the healing is coming so <laughs> definitely thank you thank you thank you and thank you for the confidence boost because I walk different now because of you and that so thank you
2: oh girl so thank you I didn't even know that you know I just want you to be yourself. I want everybody to be themselves around me. It doesn't matter who you are, what you are. Um, I just, I like authenticity. And that's why I feel like, like I gravitate towards all of you in this space. Because I just feel like it's real. You guys are here for the long run. And you enjoy what you do. So, yeah. Thanks for coming up.
0: All right. So thank you so much for coming up. Very happy to have you here. You're always welcome in the space. You can always feel free to contribute uh, here. Uh, it's a very accepting space, so definitely uh, don't worry about a shaky voice or anything. JT, uh, you're up. If you want to ask a question or just, just throw some appreciation Rika's way.
1: Yeah, I'll definitely do a little of both. Um, of course, I love your work. I've always been a huge fan uh, since day one. Uh, it's it's been beautiful to see your journey this far and uh, your transition into colored pencils is super dope. Um, so yeah, just always uh, continue doing what you're doing. And uh, my question would be, um, what has been um, something I guess uh, fun that you've drawn uh, outside of the nostalgia collection um, since you? Uh, started doing artists uh artistry full-time
2: oh um hmm, what has been my favorite
1: Well not favorite just um, something fun though
2: okay after the storm that was my favorite because well, not favorite but that was really just that is just not me and that's why maybe I enjoyed it. Like it made me feel uncomfortable working with paint because I hate paint. It's messy. I have to wait for it to dry, <laughs> and that was like because I think I made that piece literally coming into the uh, new year, and that was a very like emotion piece because. I kind of try to touch on all the different points of my life. I summed up my first year as an artist in that one painting. Um, I don't know if anybody's seen it. I think it is quite, like, hidden in in in, in my media. Um, but it is a man underwater, and the water like, blue, purple. In fact, I'm not even going to give him a gender. I'm going to say them because some people looked at it and thought it thought that it was a woman because of the the, like facial expressions and their skin color was like purple blue and there was a prosthetic hand and anybody who knows me will understand why I had that hand in that painting so i really enjoyed standing back and explaining that to people but that was really like that is so out of my comfort zone i there, there was like pastels there was colored pencils there was colored pastels in that and there was acrylic paint that's three mediums that are that are quite difficult to mix so i was so happy that i i um i pulled that off and my second favorite piece is my furby piece that i did recently and i called them irby i like i tried to put a like a bit of a spin on it because i put like an ethereum symbol on on the toy's head which i thought was kind of cute like if anybody really looks deep into this um nostalgia um, and collection i am dropping symbols and i'm not going to tell anybody why you got the details i've been
0: i've been i've been checking all of the different pieces you've been dropping <laughs> i've been finding finding little easter eggs
2: okay great ready hold on to those because in future they are going to make more sense
0: I will most definitely continue to hold on to them. Um, I'm very, I'm really looking forward to all of the things that you do in the future. Honestly, I, I would also really like to just see you explore even just some organic like color pencil expression, like just or like shapes and color and stuff because your handle on color is so expressive and so vibrant and so much fun. I would love to just see you explore without like concrete form. Anyway, um, are there any more questions uh, for Rika before we potentially start wrapping things up here? All right. Well, um, you know, we're not at a full hour here, so I'm definitely going to keep asking questions because why not? Um, Rika, are there any constants to your working process aside from potentially listening to music while you work? Is there certain comfort show you put on the background? Do you like putting on like a podcast or an audiobook? What is your creative comfort zone for you?
2: Um apart from music hmm i've started to listen to twitter spaces so i try to kind of hop in one sometimes they're not even the most uh like like relatable but i just kind of like to listen to, to like what other people are, are like speaking about uh but music is probably my number one Um, uh, i like to listen to instrumentals. so it might be like neo soul it might be like lo-fi but i like very calming music. I tend to go into SoundCloud because I like to stream like rare artists and stuff. Um, mm. But I also try to have music within the same lane of what I am creating. So, like, if I was to do like dark music, I'll probably, I don't know what I would listen to, <laughs> but I'm not going to say heavy, um, I'm a metal, but like, <laughs> but like, I might try to kind of have sounds that kind of like uh, resonate to like what I'm drawing so okay so for instance when I was working so there was a renaissance artwork I worked on a couple months ago and they were drawings on book pages and I released that collection on Tezos and I uh, was listening to classical music when I was drawing that I literally went to YouTube and I was like renaissance music from the 18th century and <laughs> honestly guys I don't know why I do it but it helps that's all I can say like it makes me think of like folklore it makes me think of like viking movies and series and it helps to make the artwork look more related to the piece so I would say music is definitely number 1
0: Do you have um a f- you know, th- this is a question that I've never really asked anyone. Do you have, like, a favorite spot that you like to work that may not necessarily be, like, even your desk? Like, where do you get the bulk of your work done?
2: Um, always on my desk. It has to be... Because I have to be drawing on something that's, like, inclined. Something that's either facing me directly. Because if I try to draw like if i'm either sat down on a couch or if i'm trying to draw somewhere like on a train or somewhere which doesn't have a stable surface it will affect my artwork so i found that if if, if i draw something lying down and i'm facing down towards it there's a likeliness that my my like proportions are not going to be off so i might lift it up and it's just fucked up sorry by my language but no nah, you don't
1: gotta apologize
2: <laughs> we're cool we're here Whatever <laughs> what the fuck you want <laughs> <laughs> sure, but yeah, I my sanctuary is my desk. Like, literally, while I'm out here in Canada, um, my cousin was so sweet and she got me an easel, and it's been perfect because I can't, like, have to work with something facing me. So, ah, yeah, yes,
0: a... you're one of those vertical people, you know, even when I was in school, I never. <sighs> Even through all the classes and everything, I just I never really liked working vertically. It's just always been something that I'm like, I don't know. It does. It's never felt right to me. So like, it's very interesting when people tell me that like they they crave that because it's I understand it's perspective. Blah blah blah. Whatever. Uh, you're gonna warp if you look at your lines. Whatever. But, like, I just – I don't know. I think it's just – it's a comfortability thing. And I just think it's very interesting to hear people, like, specifically crave uh, that sensation. So it's it's very cool that you have a very, uh, like – particular um setup for your drawing because you know what that's important too like there's nothing wrong with having a very particular process you're not no one should be able to create literally anything out of thin air in like any environment maybe some people can but like that really is like an extremely uh rare skill to just be universally adaptable like wherever you are at any time or totally feel able to create when you like don't have the right space for yourself um we brought up izenwa i want to make sure did i say that right yeah what's up perfect welcome
6: thanks for coming on up i was just wondering uh does anyone remember secret sender the the tamagotchi reminded me of uh a nostalgic moment i had with with digital pets okay i never had a tamagotchi i had a a digifrog and um i think in like sixth grade we had this thing called secret sender and it was like a it was basically a calculator that had a Tamagotchi on it, but it also had infrared. So, in class, we would, like, pass notes with this little, like, VR remote um, gadget thing. But then people would, um, people wise up and you could intercept the notes. And it was drama. What? Um, That's a crazy if I was kind device. Of similar, like, d moment with digit pads, Or if that was just, like, me and my, um, my youth. <laughs> I have never heard of these before, but that is one of the cooler
0: sounding things that I have never heard of before.
2: Same. That is a first. You must have gone to some high tech <laughs> <school. laughs> I've never heard of that before, but yeah, that sounds cool. It's a Tamagotchi
0: and a calculator and a laser, you're telling me? Well, no, no,
6: laser infrared. No, I so, know. I'm, yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> you, so you could beam messages to people. At it was um, yeah, it was like a, it was called Secret Sender. I got it at Target for like twenty nine bucks or something. Um, it was it was all the rage one year, um, until we all got in trouble for, for sending notes in class.
0: All right, everyone. Uh, is then
6: what did you have did you happen to have a question? No, I was just um I just thought the Tamagotchi piece was really cool. Um, I just want I just wondering if anyone else had uh nostalgic memories uh, like that.
0: Definitely. I had a similar thing that was called a scanners, and you could go into like a store and like scan barcodes and stuff and you would get like a different monster. Uh, based on whatever you scanned. That was probably one of the cooler things that I remember playing with in my youth. Uh, and I wish that technology would come back. Imagine if we could do that now and you could scan a barcode and get like a different randomized monster. That would go hard.
6: For sure. Yeah.
0: But anyway, I it is, we've been here an hour now. I'm extremely grateful for the amount of time that we've been able to spend together this evening. This has been a, again absolutely fantastic conversation Rika thank you so much for being here I love your work I can't wait to see what you do next I'm a proud holder I save that for the end you know I don't want to reveal my bias immediately right away but I am a very proud Rika holder and I definitely intend to get more in the future um and i again there are a lot of things you could be doing with your time and we're very grateful that you guys have decided to spend it here with us tonight and if you missed any of it there are plenty of opportunities for you to catch up on it whether that be our twitter archive youtube channel spotify podcast apple podcast or um you connect with us through our discord which you can find through the main burrito account um links in their profile so again thank you so much for being here we're very grateful rika do you have any final comments
2: um thank you everyone like reddy said you could have been doing anything and you chose to be here that warms my heart a lot so i love you all uh, thank you to to the uh, new people who came in the space who I met today. Thank you for everyone who came on stage, with all of the lovely words. Um, I am a major advocate for mental health, so I just wanted to add: please touch grass when you can, drink water, have all of your meals. <laughs> And take some breaks because Web three isn't going anywhere. But um, y'all will definitely be hearing and seeing from me again. So, thank you, Joe, Ready Burrito Gang. No, you guys are love. But I do, I do actually have
0: one final question. What are you going to eat for dinner?
2: I am going to make a burrito. Yo, yo, let's fucking go. go. This is big. (laughs) Yep, literally everything's upstairs. I have, I'm gonna be putting beef in it. It's gonna be seasoned up nice. We got the guac, we got the tortilla. Oh my gosh, she's going in,
0: ladies and gentlemen. Yes. Oh, that is (laughs) incredible. (laughs) All right, and on that note, I think that's going to be a wrap from all of us here. Thank you so much to Zion for hosting as always. Thank you for Joe for being up here to help me out if I needed. And thank you for Rika for being here. And thank you to everyone who came up and contributed to conversation. And we will see you guys at the next one.